This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great, Josh. Thanks for asking. You've heard of this TV show called Billions? Have you Have you watched any of Billions yet? I watched like 20 minutes in a hotel once, and I, I liked it. I liked the 20 minutes I saw. Well, I'll tell you, a TV show that you're going to like more is Millions, and that is a TV show all about how you and I and the Always Cheating Podcast just crossed one million downloads That's true. in the lifetime of our podcast, which is huge. I, I honestly yeah. don't think they're going to make a TV show about it, but it's <laughs> fun should, to though. dream. It's amazing, yeah, yeah that this, like this, uh, two Americans talking about the Premier League was actually able to cross the one million mark. We actually probably cost, cost it a while ago because uh, there's a lot of different ways that our feed, it doesn't actually get picked up by SoundCloud, but it's really nice to have that nice one million, you know, showing there on the SoundCloud page. So thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast. Very sincerely. I don't want to, like, I don't want to go on too long in this self-congratulatory way, but it's very cool. We've been kind of looking forward to this for the last month or so as we got close to a million. So uh, yeah. again, thank you everyone who listened. It's really, uh, for us at least, a huge and, you know, really excited to, to accomplish it. Yeah, it's a cool milestone. So that's the good news, right? Uh, what about the bad news? Uh, game week 31 anyone <laughs> yeah so i have like kind of a I, I i was thinking about game week 31 yesterday and uh so i finished on uh a meaty 36 points uh and that's uh with an eight point hit so i guess i i technically finished on 28 points on the game week uh i made one trade that i really regret um i i moved uh, matt doherty to declan rice and that was a decision made based on me deciding that I didn't want – I wasn't going to have um, Matt D for the for game week 32 um, and then he blanks at game week 33. And I just thought, you know, if West Ham are going to keep a clean shit to anybody, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be at home to Huddersfield. And I was like, worst case scenario, they concede one goal. Maybe he gets a goal or an assist. He actually almost got an assist like in the first five minutes. Um, and he I was sure like, did, oh, yeah. maybe it'll, maybe it'll – 
maybe it'll cost me two points max. Um, but of course, in the end, they concede three to Huddersfield. They should concede about four or five. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, Carl, so if Carlin Grant cost- was actually on form, then yes, they would have. He would have scored five on West Ham. <laughs> so I mean, that didn't work out, and that ended up costing me three points, which in the end isn't that you know big of a deal. I don't really regret moving in Callum Wilson or Eden Hazard, even though they didn't do anything. I mean, I feel like those were the right moves. Um, yeah. You know, Josh King you know, did a little bit of light trolling on his part to, to brace, you know, after, after blanking last game week, but that's, that's just how it, you know, works out sometimes. But, but my feeling actually was that my game week actually would have been even worse if, you know, if I hadn't made some of the moves I've made in the last few game weeks, you know, I probably would have dropped Lucas Dean at some point in the last few weeks. I, you know, I wouldn't have had Dwight McNeil. I wouldn't have had Felipe Anderson. Um, and between those players, I had 19 of my 38 points, you know, those three players who have, haven't really done anything you know they've been stuck on my bench most of the last few game weeks um so it could have been worse yeah i i totally agree and i was thinking about your team and it is a testament to something we talk about all the time which is patience which is so key to fpl and yeah all those players where lucas dean in particular you're, you're thinking okay i can't get rid of this everton defender because they do play in the blank game week 31, but they're up against Chelsea. So the odds of them keeping a clean sheet are nil. So there is this temptation to maybe move on from Dean, but you held, you held firm, you played the patient game and you made the right decision and you were rewarded. And, and same for a player like Felipe Anderson. I mean, it was everyone's whipping boy for the last month. And it it's, it's, and and also on top of that in game week 31 it was, it was just a weird wild game week and all of yep. our best laid plans they they really didn't come to be and random heroes emerged enter felipe anderson enter yep. keppa <laughs> yeah keppa for sure i mean yeah i you know i mean i it was it was not a great game week i mean it's you never you know burning eight's always going to be a big you know, mountain to climb anyway. Um, uh, but on the end I dropped, I was, I was 2066 overall last game week, 2744 this game week. So I dropped under 700 spots all told. And that's just not that bad. You know, it was just, I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to be upset about that. Um, and I, you know, I just don't feel like, I mean, I would be more upset if I feel like there had been a way for me to bring in Sadio Mane and I didn't do it. But for me, I wasn't going to burn another four to drop, you know, one of, you know, one of Liverpool's fullbacks, you know, I have Robertson and Trent with an arm. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to burn four to drop them away to, to Fulham, you know, where both of them, I mean, God, how many crosses did, you know, did Alexander Arnold send in, you know, and like in corner yeah. kicks and stuff like that. I mean, all it took was one moment and he would have been on, you know, nine points or, you know, I mean, obviously they had to keep the clean sheet, but, um, you know, so, you know, if I had, I mean, it was just like, I feel like this game week basically came down to whether you had Sadio Mane, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. I fish, I myself finished on 22 points net. I took a minus four points hit and the minus four actually was the best decision I made for the game week. And that was Madison in for Pogba. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rashford and Pogba, both my Manchester United players made way for Callum Wilson, the less said, the better. And James Madison, <laughs> who had an excellent free kick yep. and uh, the proverbial yellow card. I mean, a mirror, a small miracle that that yellow card didn't prevent Madison from getting uh, his three bonus. I was surprised. Um, yeah. Normally yeah. that's a, just such a, you know, such a BAPS killer. But uh, yeah, he held yep. on. Yep. And I had a few bubble players that uh, ultimately didn't. Um, 
make the starting lineups. Belbuena perpetually injured, still yep. sitting sitting on the bench. It was it was bittersweet knowing that Pellegrini was really having to take his medicine because he didn't start Belbuena. He had to suffer that humiliation against it's Huddersfield. Amazing that Ogbana uh, uh, scoring a goal was so unjust. <laughs> given how he defended yeah and of course my man phil billing he mercifully came on in the second half to get me a much needed point and then as he's wont to do got a yellow card <laughs> <Right. laughs> so that's that's a red arrow for me i dropped about six thousand spots i'm now seventeen thousand nine hundred and ten. on the whole though um I'm just trying to decide, was blank game week 31 a fiasco or was it actually exactly as we predicted? And it's just it just proves hard to swallow the few days after because we predicted yeah. that the point ceiling was going to be very low. I mean, the the game week average was 26 points, incredibly low. Mm-hmm. So red arrow, green arrow, it's likely not going to make or break your season. It's really no. kind of how the, the chips are rolling out and a lot of people are you know, really painful triple captain deployments or uh, free hit chips. And some free hit chips did work out. So on the whole, would you call this a fiasco? No, definitely not. I mean, it just it just wasn't. I mean, I'm looking at the the dream team this game week, you know, the collection of the best players you could have had. I mean, it's Chicharito, who was when um, was, you know, didn't start. Um, mm-hmm. You had Josh King, who was kind of supplanted as the forward for for Bournemouth. I mean, if you had him, it's because you made the move like two weeks ago to bring him in. Um, right. You had, you know, Grant on Huddersfield. Nobody has him. You have Bakun on Huddersfield. No one has him. You know, so it's like Madison, Mane, no one has Babel, right? I mean, Ryan Babel was in the dream team this game week, right? It tells you everything you need to know. You know, Wes yep. Morgan was in the dream team. Uh, you know, Ogbana was like maybe a doubt, like maybe he wasn't even going to start this game week. Um, and then Coleman, you know, was facing um, was facing Chelsea, you know, at home, like every chance he could have, uh, you know. And then even Kepa was dangerous to bring in because you worry that he's still on the outs of sorry, you know, so... I mean, you just look at the best players this game week and, you know, you can make an argument against any of them. You know, even Sonny Omani, there was this kind of doubt because he wasn't shown in the training photos on Friday and that apparently <laughs> yeah. he limped off in the end of the Champions League. I don't know. It was like we, we probably are making too much training photos, but you, you, it was true in tw- the case of um, Aubameyang. So it's weird. Yeah. I just wanted to mention you sent out a funny tweet on at Hell Cheaters or Twitter feed where – you tried to imagine the size of the red arrow you would have gotten had Mane actually <laughs> appeared in any of those trading yeah, photos. Exactly. That saved my game week. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speak, speaking of luck, we got a message here from our friend Eric Freeman who asked, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, um, and I'm sure this is why you brought in uh, famed Irishman Declan Rice into your squad, Josh. Eric yeah, wants to know, yeah. who are you giving a green beer to in honor of them as the luckiest FPL asset in the game? Wow. The luckiest FPL asset. Is this overall or is this in the actual game week? I guess let's limit it to game week 31. I feel like you kind of have to give it to I mean, it, it really does seem unfair to call anyone a lucky asset because FPL Brandon, does. It's, it's got to be all it's got to be Ogbana, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say Josh <laughs> King. I was going to say Josh King because he basically um, 
stole all of Callum Wilson's uh, lucky charms, as it were. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Ogbon is the guy. <laughs> I think if you concede three at home to Huddersfield, who had not scored a goal on the road since Boxing Day, and they really should have scored four. And I actually think you would have got a billion assist on that on that fourth goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, you know, for him to end up on seven points in the dream team is a uh, uh, that's very lucky indeed. That's the so. luck of the Irish right there. <laughs> yeah, that was actually right, a fun uh, game. Did you watch that one at all? I, I watched most of that game. I was watching the goal rush for okay. much of that that session. So I was getting gotcha. uh, drips and drabs of every game. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. I was double screening it. So, uh, All right, Brandon, uh, let's get into uh, the podcast. So this is the first of a two-part podcast. Uh, we're talking, obviously, about Game Week 32. It's a, it's a you know, massive game week. A lot of us have been, you know, we're, we're finally free of Game Week 31. We have kind of like a mini blank in game week 37 and it's a little easier to prepare for we've kind of already laid down a lot of the groundwork there. Or 30, 33 right game week 33 yes yeah, so we have 31 behind us we got 33 in two weeks but then 32 me, is the is the main attraction tell me this do you think this is real magical thinking if i i'm now viewing game week 31 and game week 33 as a double game week um and maybe that's <laughs> To yeah. help me believe that I all the points aren't fully in for game week 31, of which I scored 22. It's a nice uh, way to think does, about it. Yeah. It, it does feel like a – because our teams aren't – if you didn't free hit in 31, if you yep. try to build a team for 31 and then you're free hitting in 32 yep. – um, it, it feels to me like I've got the same team set for 31 and 33. So that's kind of how I'm viewing it. It is kind of weird. Yeah. And, and because Palace now have a fixture, I have all these, I actually have like something like 13 players for that game week. So I have a little room to move. And I, the big question for me is, just, am I, am I really going to hold on to Higuain? Cause I'm just so down on him right now yeah, <laughs> and sure. Arsenal play. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, let me just move to a bombing. Like just do it a game week early. They've got a, they've got a double and coming up at 35. Uh, so we'll see. We'll talk about, you know, 33. Let's talk about that in a couple of weeks. Um, so I say that's a two part podcast because we have the international break, you know, going on over the next two weeks. Um, we actually don't know exactly when a lot of the double game weeks will be confirmed. I think there's only four confirmed right now for game week 32. There's five that were, expecting to be announced i mean man city cardiff or man city playing full and cardiff looks almost guaranteed yeah but a couple even other ones Pep, like pep even said in some interview yeah. or press conferences that is much like he he kind of exactly that cardiff match yeah. exactly i saw i saw that too so uh so there's a few that we kind of expect but we just we just don't know and so we thought rather than get you know too down in the like the nitty gritty about like the perfect game of thirty two team, uh, we're going to go team by team and just talk. We're going to do like the always cheating power rankings of all of all twenty teams. Okay, you, we do this periodically, about once every quarter. We kind of we look at all the teams, so we're going to look at all of them. We're going to look at the, you know, there's only, you know, seven game weeks left on the season. Uh, we're going to pick out a couple players we think can help you. I will obviously be keeping an eye on 32 as we discuss it. And then in part two of the podcast, which we'll do in a few days, uh, we're going to get really into game week 32 proper, you know, and we're mm-hmm. going to reveal our double game week teams, our free hit chip teams. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, so we have a lot of questions specifically about free hit chips, free hit chip strategy. Uh, some of that we'll talk about today. A lot of that we're going to talk about in, in the podcast uh, in a few days. So uh, just wanted to lay that out there right now. Um, Brandon, first though, we have some patrons to thank. 
Absolutely. Big thanks to our new Lord Sorloth or Sirloth patrons, depending on what part of the world you're from. <laughs> Erlen Sorensen, Michael Ornenheim, and James Doncaster. Big thanks to you guys. And at the uh, Embakani level, big thanks to Blake Young, Jamie Pride, Chase Brandon. Is that a name that they, they're trying to chase me in the overall <laughs> rankings? In the rankings, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Knott. Oyen Alexander, uh, apologies if I butchered that name there, Russell Irving, and John Cogman. So those are our new Patreon supporters. Welcome to the team. Of course, Patreon is a way where you can just thank Josh and I for uh, what we put into the podcast week on week, and it's also a way for you to, to get um, new podcasts in return. Yep. Right now yep. we're doing two podcasts per week. It's the free podcast, which we release every Sunday or Monday or thereabouts. Later on in the week, just for our Patreon supporters, we have a special feed where you get our Kitchen Table Sessions pod. Yep. We have a bonus point podcast episode coming up, our book review podcast as well. Lots of cool stuff. Yeah, we're actually recording a double, two podcasts for patrons, I think on Thursday of this game week. So... Oh wait, we can't do it on Thursday. That's NCAA tournament, Brandon. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to sort all this out in the, in the future. But we got we got lots of podcasts. We're going to do something like two or three Patreon podcasts over the international break. So uh, keep an eye out for those. Um, and Brandon, uh, just you know, if you'd like to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, as you um, just said, did you say it or not? I can't remember now. I uh, I wanted to really like hit it hit home. If if you didn't say it. Hit it home, man. Drive it home. Yeah. Drive it home. (laughs) All right. Uh, Always cheating Super League, Brandon. We got a top 10 here. Shall I read it? Should I read it 1 to 10 this time? Mix it up a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Start at the top. Give top billing to the the best manager. Yeah, no one's like sitting around like like knitting their hands like, oh, wait, am I am I in the top 10 or not? Like waiting for the reveal. All right. Number one is uh, Pajolski, Miroslav Pujic who is ranked 16th overall, 1-6 overall. Uh, Nacho Macho Man Michael Shannon is in second. Uh, Richard Jenkins, who is a um, nice guy. He's a, he's a, you know, a Twitter friend as well. Uh, he's in third overall. Uh, I'm sure everyone in this in this top 10 is a nice guy, Brandon, but I, I know for a fact Absolutely. Richard Jenkins yeah. is a nice guy. Uh, the Goodersons, uh, Callan Hewitt is in fourth. Fantasy Fox is Andy Sullivan in fifth. The Crazy Gang, Sir Ido Nigren is in sixth. Landro's 11, Christopher Landro is in seventh. Uh, think before you transfer. I like that. I like that team name. Alexander Arkhipov is in eighth. Uh, Pleased to Mishu, a classic name, Brandon, a throwback <laughs> to the Swansea legend. Uh, Lucas Rutherford is in ninth, and no transfer lane, Maddie Fossum is in tenth. Um, top six managers in our league are all in the top 100 overall, and all top 10 managers in the top 200 overall. Um, so congrats. Yeah, I, I am, I'm having like my best season ever. And I like have just, I'm like just cracked the top 100 overall in the Always Cheating Super League. So it's, uh, it's wow, very competitive. Yeah. I'm 416 in the Super League right now. It is, it is the greatest league yeah, on the planet. Never overall. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just <laughs> never, never too late to join. Just go to alwayscheating.com and click the league tab. All right. We, we have, uh, before we get into the Always Cheating Power Rankings, you and I, we're both on our free hit. Right, Josh. Yep. We yep. you've triggered yours. <clears throat> yep. Uh, well, I actually haven't triggered it yet. No, but I. Oh, I, interesting. I, I, okay. Well, I got really caught up in the NCAA tournament stuff. That's really where that's where my head is. As longtime listeners will know, that I'm uh, I'm also like a secret college basketball fanatic as well, uh-huh. and so I was so enraged about Michigan State getting put in Duke's bracket uh, after winning the uh, Big Ten that I like basically 
<laughs> just like went into like some kind of sports coma for six hours last night. Let, let, let's take that one offline. But it, <laughs> it, it only it only takes a second, Josh. I feel like your mm-hmm. parent where I'm like, you broke curfew. I'm like, where mm-hmm. were you? You're like, well, mm-hmm. I was watching the NCAA tournament. Well, I, I'm Don't, thinking about team It just takes a stuff, second I... to call me. It just takes a second <laughs> to trigger that free hit. Mm-hmm. Just trigger it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So my, my point here is we're both on the free hit, but there are still many other strategies at play out there. So we have this question from Secret FPL player who says, mm-hmm. free hit 32 seems to be the preferred approach. But what are the advantages to perhaps this? A wild card in 32, a free hit in 33, and then a bench boost in the big doubles in uh, game week 35. Right. So we've commit we've committed to free hit thirty two wild card thirty four presumably bench boost maybe triple cap in thirty five. Right. Do you, what do you see when you look at secret FPL player strategy here? Well, I, I I like it as an idea. I mean, part of me feels like I've put in all the hard work to like build this game week thirty three team. You know, I don't really want to waste it. Um, you know, what I mean, the game week thirty one and thirty three team. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the I, I like it as an idea. I think it could work. Um, you know, part of the problem is that you might want, there are some players that you would want to load up on like Chelsea players who you wouldn't necessarily want for 35. And so there could be someone loading me. I, you could just decide to just go without Chelsea players, even though they're playing Cardiff and Brighton. Um, I think that might be reasonable given like that they're kind of on the beach already this mm-hmm, season. Like mm-hmm. doesn't even, I mean, based on the Everton game, I'm not sure they even care about the champion. I think half of them are like, well, I'm not going to be here next year anyway. So, so what am I playing for the Half, Champions League? More play? like like seventy five percent. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of talk of like doubling and triple up on Chelsea. I, I don't know. I mean, it, that seems like a lot. We'll t- we'll talk more about them in a minute. Um, so I, I I don't know. I mean, what do you think about it? For me, it's just more about as much real time information as possible. And the uh, wild card in thirty four. Okay, so the free hit in 32 allows you to make the perfect double game week squad right up to the deadline. Mm-hmm. And then the wild card in 34 offers you almost the same for the doubles in game week 35. Uh-huh. The the only downside to playing a wild card in 32 is that you're you're kind of banking on a lot of things to go your way leading up to the second double game week in 35. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're 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 hoping that certain injuries don't happen, certain game weeks actually do, or certain matches actually get scheduled when they're yeah. uh, when they're likely to get scheduled. So while I think it's a very valid strategy, you're just it you're you're leaving the door open just a little bit to chance, and yeah. that that would be the one down downside that I see. Yeah, I, I are you are you thinking at all about the triple captain? Is that does it enter your thoughts at all for? I don't know, as an alternative idea for 32 or 35, or have you thought about when you might use it, you know, in 36, 37 or 38? Yeah, I haven't actually given the triple captain a whole lot of thought. It just feels like a little cherry on top right now. Right. The the bench boost is feeling much more secure for 35, but there are certain players that you can flag like Sterling Aguero, Harry Kane, who we'll talk about a bit more coming up. Yeah. If they're in form and, and the matchups feel right in game yeah. week 35, then maybe the triple captain comes into play. But I think I like the double game week fixtures a lot better in 32 right. for a big haul. But I was just, like you're like City thinking, having it, Fulham and Carter. Yeah. I guess I was just thinking if you if you were to wild card, an advantage would be that you could play a triple captain 34. Yeah. 
which yeah. you can't do if you're wild card. You can't play a wild card and a triple captainship in the same game week. Correct. Yeah. So if there was like, you know, like Man United play West Ham at home, you know, and so if you're like, you know what, my best chance of picking up points my triple captain is triple captain Paul Pogba at home in 34, or even Spurs play Huddersfield at home, right? I mean, Harry Kane is like an amazing, you know, option uh, mm-hmm. as a possible triple captain at home to Huddersfield. So, um, I don't know. So, I mean, there, that would be, I guess, the argument for doing it. I think uh, I, I still feel like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I've, I've sort of mentally committed to a certain approach and <laughs> yeah, just, it's, it's kind of like, it was, you know, you know what, the, the, what it reminds me of is the, um, the argument for triple captain in Sala and game week 31, which like, I feel like was an argument that no one was really making until about eight o'clock on Friday night. And then, <laughs> then suddenly mm-hmm. it was like, everyone was talking about it. And I had a moment where I was like, yeah, maybe this is a good idea. And then uh-huh. I was like, I just, I can't do it because I, this late in the game, I can't commit to a strategy like this. It just doesn't feel like yeah. I've given myself enough time to like mentally think it through, you know, oh, and it just feels yeah, too, yeah. too risky. And, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how I feel about changing my strategy on the fly right now. I'm like, I committed mentally to the, the free hit in 32. If I, if I do it, I feel like I'm going to miss something, you know, I'm not going to play it right. So big takeaway here is stick to your guns. You have a plan. Trust in the plan, regardless of what it is. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So shall we take a break and come back with the Always Cheating Power Rankings? Let's do it. All right. All right, Brian, we're back. This is part one of our two-part Game Week 32 and Beyond preview podcast. Uh, So we wanted to go through – there's seven weeks left in the season, Brandon, and that – Mm-hmm. That beloved expression that everybody loves and gets very sick of very quickly on the beach is, is reemerging, uh-huh. right? Or West Ham on the beach is Chelsea on the beach. Who is on the beach? Who is who is already you know making plans for the off season? Who's who's already you know if not if not literally on the beach, then metaphorically like their head is already you know in Ibiza or whatever, uh, or they're you know they're on kayak dot com. You know, booking some flights or whatever. Sure. Uh, getting, getting ready they're, for the they're, summer. They're par- they're, yeah, their partner is like, got a good deal at Sandals Resort. <laughs> uh, how much longer is the season going to go on for? And then you've yep. you've got those teams that are just full native at this point, just <laughs> exactly. wearing their lungies, and you know they've got banana leaves strapped to their feet. So we're going to we're going to talk about we're going to go through all 20 teams, but a couple of these teams we're going to go by pretty quickly. We're going to emphasize the teams that have uh, doubles and 32, uh, a little bit about teams that have doubles and 35 as well. Uh, but this is just this is your team by team review with seven weeks left in the season. Brandon. It's a. Uh, I think it's necessary because I, I, unless you go through all of these, I feel like you get like a little locked into a strategy, right? And you just you start thinking about five or six teams, and you kind of yeah, you know, someone like Vicente Gaita might actually be a great option for game week thirty two, for example, right? I mean, you know, Crystal Palace play Huddersfield and Spurs, um, but he's four point two million, right? So if you're trying to build this like amazing free hit chip team. Yeah. extremely good chance of a, of a, you know, of a wild card in game week 32. But, you know, it's, I, I feel like a lot of people are talking about Kappa right now. Or, I don't know. I just, you know, so I think that there's a lot of like, I don't know. I don't even know how much guide is under the radar for some people, but I feel like it, he is for others. So, um, I don't know. Let, let's just, let's just go through them all and, uh, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be terrible. I don't know. Like this is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're just making I'm this prepared, up as we go I'm prepared along. to have fun. I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm ready to. All right. First team is Arsenal. They are in fourth place, Brandon. They are most certainly not on the beach. They had a really impressive comeback win uh, in the uh, Europa League. I was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. They, they pulled that out. I feel like that would not have happened last year. I think, I think all but, uh, all but one of the goals were scored uh, against the rules. 
Um, oh, really? So <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that that appears to be de rigueur at this point. In, God, who in cares European. about the rules? Just just wait till we have our podcast about VAR, Brandon. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Uh, great. Yeah. So, um, their current competitions that they're in, they're obviously competing in the premier league, but yeah, as you mentioned, they're still in the Europa league. Something to flag with Arsenal is, uh, just prior to game week 34, um, they had their next tie in the Europa league, Napoli. Yep. yep. Pretty, pretty, pretty major opponent right there for Arsenal to come into yep. contention with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's true. Although I, I feel like they are going to get the rest over the international break. I don't know if like Mkhitaryan or um, is, did Lacazette get called up for France? I, I don't. He doesn't normally, does he? So um, I feel like they're going to. I feel like I don't know. This this far into the season, I, I think that with them competing for the Premier League spots, you know, I mean for the Champions League spots for next year, and then. Also in the Europa League, obviously if they won the Europa League. They would they would get a Champions League spot, but it's way too early to to, to start thinking that way, you know. So they have mm-hmm. to they have to really kind of play ball. I mean, you know, just this last week they played um, they played you know Lacazette uh, was it did they play Lacazette and Mkhitaryan in the second leg of the Europa League? I know that uh, Mkhitaryan did start in the second leg of the Europa League, and then he started again a couple of days later. So. Um, if you're asking me if I have total recall of Arsenal's Europa League starting lineup, then the, the answer is no, I don't. <laughs> well, I, I, Aubameyang did start twice, which I think had been there had been a little bit concerned about whether uh, it was just sort of one in, one out with those two. And it seems like that yeah. is not the case anymore. And maybe there was yep. um, – obviously it was a little tricky for a while there because Lacazette had the um, – the, the he was banned you know, from the Europa mm-hmm. League fixtures. So, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with Arsenal. They do have um, – uh, they have one double game week coming up. It's not until game week 35. Uh, this game week, they just play in 32. They just play Newcastle. A good fixture, but um, I can't see myself having any free hit players in that one. Right. Like it's yeah, yeah. nothing mm-hmm. sexy about that. No, there's nothing sexy about Arsenal until we get to uh, a game week 34 wild card or even just game week yep. 34, which they're yep. away at Watford. Then the double is probably going to be Palace home, Wolves away. And yep. uh, Lacazette, who you brought up at 9.4, it's going to be tricky to see how a guy like Lacazette fits into um, sort of a template, uh, templatized late season wild card because Aguero and Harry Kane are going to be probably at the front of our minds. But I think he he's in better form than Aubameyang. I think despite Aubameyang's heroics uh, in the Europa League the other night and 9.4 is a little more palatable uh, again, if you're talking about those bigger premium strikers. So if you're talking about two players from Arsenal that could help you, I'm thinking about Lacazette. And then of course, I don't even know who plays in the midfield. For Arsenal, do they have <laughs> yeah. a midfield? We've been trying to make a Wobi a thing for two or three seasons at this point. <laughs> yeah, so I, I immediately yeah. shift my gaze to Kolasinac uh, at mm-hmm. five five mil. I mean, these these fixtures are really pretty decent. If you're you're looking at oh yeah, Palace Wolves and then Leicester, Brighton, and Burnley, who um, they're going to oh, come yeah. up against against the end, at the end of the season. I think there's an extremely good chance that I have Klosnick uh, in game week 35. I I don't see myself, although game week 33, uh, might, there might be an opportunity there to bring in Klosnick away to Everton. I don't know. Maybe there's there's a possibility there at least. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of players to keep an eye on, but they're they're a wait and see team right now. So let's let's move on to to Bournemouth. Uh, they are 12th in the table, Brandon, 38 points. Yeah. 
Yeah. You would think that they're on the beach, but they'd never really been that way under Eddie Howe. I feel like they'd never really fully checked out as a team. You know, like there's, I don't know, maybe it's because he always has kind of a smaller squad or I don't know, but it feels like they're always kind of, um, they're in it the whole, the whole year, you know? I was looking at the Premier League table, and for whatever reason, I thought, well, I'm looking for born in this position. I was just, my eye immediately went to eighth, ninth position. Mm-hmm. They were further down in the table than I even realized at 12th. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. They, it's not like they have anything to play for, but yeah, they're just not that type of team that yep. disappears. And the, the only thing that the team can really do is push forward. That's the only thing that they're particularly good at, despite yep. that defensive performance against Manchester City. So yeah, none of their uh, defensive assets catch my eye. Well, I guess we should also <laughs> flag Bournemouth do not have any double game weeks. So yeah. No one's bringing Bournemouth players in at this point yep. in the season. I feel like if you have them, the debate is how long do you hold on to them, <laughs> right? I know. None of them, them, them conceding that second goal was so annoying at the end of uh, Game Week 31. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, I had Boric and he had kind of right at the end there, he stopped an own goal, which which got him his third save. Uh, and I was like, all right, fine. I'm getting out of here with three points, like whatever. Uh, and for some reason, when they get to the second goal, it was like going from three to two isn't that much, but it was like, it was like a, it was, it was devastating. I was like, oh, I can't believe this. You know, yeah, like, a so week annoying. like that, every point helps. Yeah, <laughs> every it's, point it's true. helps. It's true. it's true. So, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of us probably have a, a midfielder or and or a striker from Bournemouth that are clinging on. Sure. I think there's no way Callum Wilson survives past game week 33 in anyone's squad. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that 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 is kind of unfair because Bournemouth do have uh, Fulham. Let's see. They play Fulham in the big double in game week 35. You couldn't mm-hmm. possibly make a case that you cling on to to a Bournemouth attacker while You've got no, all those doubles going. No, this is really it. They have uh I, I'm not gonna have any in thirty-two, and then I will have my two players in thirty-three, and then they're gone. So mm-hmm. Borage and Borage might be done after this season. Borage may play his last game week ever in my team in three weeks' time in thirty-three. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Poor Borage. The dude is yeah, he's he's thirty-nine years old, is that right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he's yeah, approaching that's, that's... Brad Guzan territories. My God, we've we've seen yeah. some really old keepers. <laughs> so this this is this is it for Bournemouth. Um, yeah, I mean the I wouldn't even. I guess if you were, you know, I mean the thing about Game Week thirty three that that'll be kind of fun is for a lot of us anyway is that you know for any of us who are playing who still have a wild card and we're playing it in Game Week thirty four that transfer between thirty two and thirty three is great because it's like a free roll. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you can just bring in a player for one game week and the future does not matter you know, after that. So you're going to have like a few bonus options for this game week. You're going to have uh, Arsenal to play away to Everton. Uh, you're going to have uh, Southampton. Uh, everyone wants to load up on Southampton players, I'm sure. Um, you have absolutely. Uh, you, have, you, have, you have Crystal Hugh Palace, <laughs> Crystal mm-hmm. Palace away to Newcastle. I think that's it. But like, even those like extra three teams or 14, whatever it is, like it just adds like a little more juice to the game week. Yeah. Okay. Brighton, the the next really uh, glittering Premier League team that we get to power rank here. <laughs> yep, they're 15th yep. in the table, 33. Lots to play for yet for Brighton. Mm-hmm. And they're still in the FA Cup. So yeah. uh, they're facing Manchester City on the weekend of April 6th. No, mm-hmm. no word on whether they play a Saturday or Sunday. But 
um, they will have multiple double game weeks coming up. However, who can you, who can you recommend from this team? (laughs) They it's, they're the single worst team to have a triple double game week. (laughs) I mean, maybe the single worst, maybe Huddersfield will be worse, but yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, maybe one defender, but like the two, the two double game weeks that are virtually confirmed, uh, one is Southampton and Chelsea. I mean, it's like, okay, I guess the Southampton match, but it's not a great, you know, match. Like, uh, I mean, it's okay. I suppose it wouldn't shock me if they conceded a goal though. And then you have wolves and spurs away in game week 35. That's not a particularly exciting, uh, double either. And then you have this other kind of bonus double, which would be Cardiff against somebody. And I mean, it could be Cardiff Newcastle in game week 36, in which case it's actually pretty good. But then, oh, excuse me, I have to tap my table here. But uh, but then after that, you've got Arsenal and Man City in game weeks 37, 38. So you can't be more than like singled or doubled up because you don't want to you don't have any Brighton players for those final two fixtures. Yeah, this is where Glenn Murray really hurts the FPL manager. And I don't want to be too greedy, but the the optimal situation is that you have an asset from Brighton that you know is going to play in all of these fixtures and therefore right. You can maximize the odds of you getting a return. But if if Brighton are packing these you know, two fixtures in a single week, yeah. Murray yeah. is not going to start both of them. And that's a problem. No. So therefore, all their strikers are off the board. And How I about, think you're then just yeah. stuck looking at Matt Ryan, Dunk, or Duffy. Yeah. What about Matt Ryan as a triple captain in game week 36? Newcastle now you're, and uh, now you're talking my language. Newcastle and Cardiff at home. Maybe maybe Shane Duffy. I mean, I, I will. I, I can almost guarantee if they play Newcastle and Cardiff at home at 36, I will have Duffy and I will at least consider triple captaining him. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you live on the edge, my friend. You live on the edge. Yeah, uh, I think right. the defense is yeah. really the only thing that you need to concern yourself with here with Brighton. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, all right, let's move on to Burnley. Uh, Burnley are, uh, where are they? They're 17th in the table. They lost a game they, they really shouldn't have lost. I don't know how uh-huh. you lose 2-1 when, when, when was that red card? Like five minutes in? It was like it's, I think it was early. the third minute maybe. Yeah, yeah, super early in the match. Uh, and then, yeah, they. The, I mean, to lose 2-1 is just, uh, that's just atrocious. And it makes you wonder if they actually might go down this year, if Cardiff can somehow you know, like just hold on and nick that 18th, you know, the 17th spot. It's, it seems possible. Yeah. This is where you cue the Sarah McLaughlin song. I will remember you at <laughs> least from the FPL manager perspective, because yep. they're leaving the real world house right now. Like Ashley Barnes, what a fun <laughs> run it was for a lot of managers, but Burnley yep. they're done. I mean, their run in after game week uh, 34 is Chelsea, Man City, Everton, Arsenal. So um it's done it's, yeah that, that's brutal isn't it wow and what, yeah. what is cardiff's running they have fulham crystal palace and united i mean fulham will probably already be down by game like 36 yes yeah, most definitely palace is at home mm, yeah they, they'll have a chance for sure i mean the thing about cardiff is I, i've kind of come around on them a little bit this year okay like they're actually they're, like, they're the next team in our list so we can, we can start to talk about them a little bit but like they can score goals and it's just if you're going to be a bad team, at least score goals. You know, like yeah. it's it's just it's like that's why like everyone likes Bournemouth and no one wants them to go down. It's like they just score goals. It's just fun to watch a team that can score. You know, yeah. um, and I mean, yeah. So I, I feel like if Burnley do go down this year, they're going to have to look at you know game week 31 as the week when it when it, the week that put them down. You know, so. I don't know. I mean, again, it's 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 a little bit like Bournemouth in terms of fantasy. I mean, you have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, they, they play, they, you know, they, they do have a game week 33 fixture. They play Bournemouth away. They play Wolves at home in 32, but you know, I'm not going to hold any Burnley players for that. Um, you know, and then that's it. I mean, you know, I, I, I maybe I keep McNeil for the game week 34 at cart. I don't know, but probably not. I mean, it's probably just, this is the end for them. Beautiful. For <laughs> it it. Is, it's the end. It is, it, it's, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I, yep. I, I do hold hope that they will survive. I feel mm-hmm. like it would be a shame if Burnley were to go down after they did so well last season to mm-hmm. be punished with their Europa league, Europa league campaign, which kind of, torpedoed the start of the premier league season for them yep yep so i'm i'm rooting for them but um not yeah. not on my fpl side so that that brings us to cardiff and and mr warlock himself mm-hmm. um uh, i'm recommending two players from cardiff okay. city one okay one is neil warlock because mm-hmm. i know josh you your room it can be dirty <laughs> sometimes uh-huh. And uh, Neil Warlock, he can come over to your house. He can cast a magical spell, and mm-hmm. it, and all, and the you know the the pail with water and the broom will come out of the closet and clean your room for you. <laughs> this That'd is like so a Sorcerer's Apprentice sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you said two, he's a player. Is he a player manager? Does he does he get on the pitch sometimes like a Ryan Gig style? Like, oh yeah, he uh, he, he wears the molded the cleats. Half. <laughs> he wears he wears the molded cleats on the sideline. He could definitely come in and put a shift in. <laughs> Uh, so there will they will have a double with Brighton at some point. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that I'll be, you know, triple captaining uh, Shane Duffy that game week. Uh, I mean, if they if they have a double with like I'm trying to look. Sorry, I'm just looking down here. If they play like Fulham and Brighton in game week 37 as a double. Yeah. You, maybe you want one of those cheapy Cardiff midfielders, you know, I mean, you, you listed uh, Danny Murphy and Camarasa. I mean, Camarasa in particular, right? That guy can score. Yeah. Yeah, and at four point five, these guys are you can tuck them away, you know, depending on when you play your wild card or, or if you're off wild card, and you're just looking for someone to tuck away on your bench. In mm-hmm. the meantime, four point five, great price for somebody you know who will have a cheeky double coming up. So yeah, I, I don't want to completely dismiss Cardiff midfield, just like you say. I, I don't either. I just think it's. Um, I mean, they have a they have a horrible double game week coming up, and and. In game week 32, I mean, it looks like it's going to be, I, mean, I don't think it's confirmed yet, but it looks like they're going to be playing Chelsea and Man City in that double. So, um, yeah, you, you don't really want any part of them for a few weeks. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think you just sort of keep them in the back of your mind. And and, and sometimes it's like, you, it's like you, it's hard not to be scared away by, like, just how cheap they are. You know, it's like, it's like, well, well I have 6.5 million. I should spend on a 6.5 million player. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes I think you overlook a 4.2 million player. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, so I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I agree. It's not really like a, it's not a priority to load up. We probably spent too much time talking about Cardiff already. So let's just, let's just move Far on. Far too much. Far too much. Okay. So Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, certainly not on the beach. They are like Arsenal engaged in a Europa League campaign right. and their shouldn't opponent. Shouldn't be on the beach though. I mean, no, they might no, be, no, but no, they, they shouldn't be. Even though they they hate everything about their club and their manager, they they still refuse to le- lose in Europe. Yep. And they'll be playing uh, Slavia Prague on April eleventh. Mm-hmm. They are currently in sixth place, so there is a dogfight if they want it to get into the top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the doubles, big doubles coming up for Chelsea in game week thirty two. They will face Cardiff and Brighton, and with all likelihood, so that incredibly appealing. You were talking about yep. Kepa and their defensive assets with Hazard. Yep, I think I'm I'm fully embracing this devil may care attitude with him. 
mm-hmm. emotionally up and down with Eden Hazard all season. Uh, sure. You know, he's helped. He's hurt more than he's helped me this season. Yeah. But I have him right now in my team and he is currently in my free hit. And yeah, I'm just I'm ready to rock with this. guy. God. I mean, did we watch the same Everton match or like? Oh, they, I don't know. Chelsea, like, Chelsea looked absolutely putrid and Hazard didn't. Well, he wasn't really afforded any opportunity to do anything. It seemed yeah. like he was the only player moving around. This is like game week uh, 30, though. It's like, where where is he going? You know, it's like he's, he's on the ball a ton and like he looks cool. Like he's doing fun stuff, you know, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's like linking up with anybody. I mean, it's like cool the way he dribbles into the left hand corner. And like, I don't know. It's just like, a, uh-huh. you know, yeah. I, I know he had his moment of magic at the end of the Wolves match, but I mean, they got their asses kicked by Wolves at home, and then a lucky goal by him in the 93rd minute earned them a point, and then they got their asses kicked by Everton, and now we're all talking about tripling up on Chelsea in game week 32, and I just <laughs> don't feel it. I I, I mean, yeah. I might have one to zero players from Chelsea in my in my free hit to team, team for 32. I just, I mean, you just can't always look at fixtures, I'm sorry, and especially when you got a team like Cardiff in 32 who will send like virtually nobody to the to the internationals maybe maybe a couple of players will actually go to what like uh some probably go to the wales team or something i don't know but like you're not gonna have that many players away i should have looked at this before we started potting but um so they're gonna be fighting for their lives and playing chelsea at home it wouldn't stun me if cardiff won that match um mm-hmm. you know and then the the second the second match they'll play is um what brighton at home i mean yeah they'll probably win that match but i mean it wouldn't surprise me if brighton held them to like just one or two goals there as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I mean, it's not like I do understand why people want to have them for 32, but yeah. I don't think it's like, it should just be a given that you should be loading up on Chelsea players. I mean, I, we have a question from Dave C um, from the Slack. He says, you know, can any Chelsea player be trusted at the moment? And I feel like the answer is no. Yeah, I, well, I I don't I don't disagree with you, Josh. I yeah, I totally agree. You can't yeah. trust these guys. Most of all, you can't trust Hazard. Right. Uh, I'm I'm fully prepared to dismiss FPL assets like Higuain. I think that performance against Everton was even more damning for a player like Higuain than it was for Hazard because you know, like you were saying with Wolves, Hazard still can pull out that moan of magic. He also does have. Uh, penalties as an arrow in his quiver. You could also make the case for, I mean, if you're going to look to the defense and say, if this team has any pride at all, maybe they can keep a clean sheet. And Espelicueta's, um in Sari's system, he has gone f- away from being that central d- defensive guy back to his old days of being a winger down the right. And I think he was, he looked like one of Chelsea's best. He, he looked Alonzo-esque in that Everton game to me. And uh, if I were to look at anyone specifically for a free hit in 32, Aspilicueta would be my guy. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right there, and I I think he may end up. And he's also such a lock to be just to just to play every week, you know. Yeah. So I I yeah, I mean, you know, certainly Alonzo didn't earn himself any friends um, in that Everton game. I mean, this is a real problem on the left for them, isn't there? Because I feel like Emerson hasn't played that well there either. You know, yeah. um, so I, I, I guess they'll just have to get a new left back of the offseason, right? It's just not what a, what a fall for Alonzo. Well, they, they should probably get a, a new manager as well, who's not a, <laughs> a mean, brutish, bullying guy who 
makes everyone maybe it's because whoever's playing on the left well i mean i, I understand they switch sides but maybe maybe sorry's at his meanest when uh they're playing down the left and he's didn't they he's just say this screaming at alonzo the they say time. this about conte though or you know conte conte whatever his name was uh, antonio uh they said this about Mourinho. like maybe this team is just like a little i don't think they won the league twice in the last four years so I don't know. I guess it works. I don't know. But like, it's just a weird, it's a weird team. It's like, it's our Real Madrid, right? It's like the Premier yeah. League's Real Madrid. It's just like, they're just swapping yeah, players and nonstop drama. All right. Uh, clearly I'm very fired up about Chelsea. I, I just like, like, it's just like, they should out, be man. better. You know, it's just like, it's just like frustrating how they, how they look so much of the season. Crystal Palace, Brandon, this is a team I actually want to talk about. Okay. Do tell. No, you, you you tell me first. You, you, <laughs> All right. I'll ask you. What do you think about Crystal Palace? Here's the here's the download on Palace. They're currently okay. in 14th place with 33 three points. Not close to the beach yet. They still have to uh, to put a few more wins uh, there on the table before they're safe. Mm-hmm. Currently not in the FA Cup or any other competition, so they can rest, relax, focus on their Premier League fixtures. Mm-hmm. They have a double, uh, a very enticing first fixture in Game Week 32, home Huddersfield. Then they go away to the inaugural Premier League match at Spurs' new stadium. Wow. So, Is that, that's confirmed? That is confirmed that the first oh, nice. Premier League match at the Spurs' new stadium will be Crystal against Crystal Palace. Wow. God, I did yes. not realize that somehow. That makes me want Kane even more. I just realized, like, that is just like <laughs> yeah. such a moment where Kane could go off, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, such a big moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, then they're away Newcastle. A couple of tough fixtures after that against Manchester City and Arsenal, and then the run in for Palace, Everton at home, Cardiff, and then. Bournemouth on the final day of the season. I have fond memories. Well, not so fond memories. I have memories of Crystal Palace going off in game week 38 last season. Patrick Van Anholt, um, you scored a heap of FPL points. I didn't have any of these guys. Um, but, but, uh, I, I think people are coming around to Palace just because they they are getting these confirmed doubles. So you've got Guaita and Goal. Are you intrigued by any of their attacking players? If you had to choose between Zaha and Batshuayi, who would you go for? Well, yeah, Zaha is injured right now, so I, I guess that that biases me towards Batshuayi a little bit. I mean, Batshuayi is a little bit cheaper too, which I think helps. Um, you know, he has two goals and one assist in the six game weeks, and that includes two matches he didn't start. Um, so I, I, I like him. I mean, I, I don't think I'll have him for, uh, the thing is I, I held on to, um, um, I held on to rule Jimenez. And so I will, you know, I'm almost certainly going to keep Jimenez for, for 32. And I mean, I think the, you know, the thing about you know wolves, I mean, you know, we're, we're going to get to them in a minute, but you know, wolves have, uh, two double game weeks and, you know, pretty good run of fixtures kind of throughout the end of the season until game week 38. So um, I don't see myself rolling with two cheap, pal. You know, like with with two cheap forwards in, in game week thirty two. But yeah, I mean, I I like I like this team. I mean, I think uh, if you if you had Millie, you know, I think that might not be a bad player to have for thirty two. Um, yeah, David David yep. Strom wanted to know what we thought about Milivojevic and Schlup. So Jeffrey Schlup is, you know, he's he's like a. Um, Who's Gray, uh, Damari Gray on Leicester City, one of those peripheral characters where you you kind of see the potential. And he's achieved something this season. But Milivojevic on penalties uh, is is a decent shout there. 
Yep. I, I, I like Schlepp. I mean, if, if you didn't have um, uh, AWB, um, I think Schlepp is a, is a great option. I mean, even if you're only going to get one good fixture out of them in 32, um, I think I think that Huddersfield fixture is so good. And, you know, he has three assists in his last four matches. You know, four goals and three assists on the season. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, and they have one they have one good fixture and maybe he just gets you a point or two in the other fixture, right? Spurs away. I mean, it's, it's that Huddersfield fixture, which is so good. And I think that um, that one alone is a reason to have a Crystal Palace player, maybe two. Milivojevic at 6.3 million, that's too expensive for me, mm-hmm. even for a guy it's deadly on penalties. There's just so much more I could do yeah. with that you money wish he was in the five, midfield. You wish he was 5.5. You know, know, I mean, like, a, a James yeah. James Ward Prowse at, at that price, who yeah. who is just as deadly from a free kick twenty five yards out as Milivojevic is from the spot. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think, oh, yeah, sorry, I, just just quickly, I think Batshuayi could prove to be an interesting differential if you're playing three strikers up front, and his ownership should remain pretty low throughout the rest of the season. So, some somebody to think about. Yep, somebody to think about for sure. Um, all right, Brent, a couple more teams, then we're going to take a break. Uh, first is Everton. They are in 11th place, which I guess feels about right. I might have I might have thought they were top of the table, but I guess... <laughs> They're right I, I up mean, there I mean, I, I, Sorry, top half of the table. It is not <laughs> okay, top of the, I thought they were in first place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the no cup competitions, uh, they're, they're kind of in the same category as uh, Bur- Burnley and Bournemouth, where it's sort of like we're kind of at the end of the road with them, you know, and, uh, you know, they play Arsenal in game week 33. That's not a particularly good fixture. Um, and they, you know, they don't have any doubles to end the season. I mean, they, they have a decent double 36 and 37 fixtures. They play, um, uh, Crystal Palace and Bournemouth and, or excuse me, Crystal Palace and Burnley in those two matches. But I think realistically after game week 33, I'm done having Everton players. Yeah, this is the type of team where if if they're without doubles, there's really not enough in it for them. I mean, they're basically just playing to not get Marco Silva fired at this point. Right. Uh, however, Ian FPL Strategic says after the Everton Chelsea result, should we should we be looking at Everton, or is is the story actually there avoiding Chelsea? I think you answered that question pretty succinctly, Josh. That it's yeah. Chelsea who. Um, really were the story in that Everton Chelsea match. Yep. Um, yeah. But I think uh, if you, I think if you had, if you had your Everton defender and you got a clean sheet, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like in season two of, of game of Thrones, you know, where they, they use the, um, uh, what is that stuff called? The like the stuff you light up, the flames. Oh, you know, the, the wildfire. Is that the what it's wildfire? Called? Exactly. And then the ship captain's <laughs> like, "All right, they did their trick. You know, now, now let's bomb, let's bomb the city." And it's like, it's like, all right, I got my, I got my clean sheet. Somehow I pulled it off, and like now I just got to get out of there as quick as possible. Like I'm not going to get right, anything else right, right, right. out of Everton. All um, right, goodbye, Everton. It was fun while it lasted. I guess it was kind of fun at times. Uh, Fulham brand in nineteenth place on a meaty seventeen points. Uh, yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really hilarious right now. I've got I've got two play two key players I want to highlight from Fulham. Sure. Um, one is the ghost of Brian McBride. Um, mm-hmm. He lurks in the corridors of Craven Cottage. You can find sure. him at McBride's. Pouring mm-hmm. a, a frothy pint, if you if you yeah. ask nicely, mm-hmm. and also if you look to the, the sideline, style, the sh- yes, exactly. <laughs> but you've been here the whole time, Andisa. <laughs> 
and, and the other player I'll flag is if you look to the sideline, he rarely gets a minute, but Billy the Badger, just a giant head. And I feel like if you put him in on a corner kick, uh, he, mm. he could probably do do much better than Mitro has recently. That's so, you know, what do you, what do you think about those two players? Uh, I like them. I think, I think that those those are two I want to bring into my. I don't know if you saw my free hit chip squad, Brian. I did. Uh, I did post one yesterday. I've got a lot of uh, a lot of talent in that team. So I know uh, it's yeah, going to be hard to, hard to squeeze a ghost into that squad. But yeah, it, I've got Smithy's is my starting keeper right now, and I think that's so that's where I want to put the ghost. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think uh, yeah, but Fulham are a total pass uh, the rest of the season. Um, Let's just move right right from Fulham to Huddersfield. I mean, Huddersfield, I think, are also also pass. I mean, you know, congrats to them for scoring three futile goals because they lost four to three. What a, what a, what a what a sad way to end that game. You know, it's like they did you. They I mean, did you see up, the ex- you know? the expression on the manager's face? Pellegrini was trying to shake his hand and. And the Huddersfield caretaker manager looked like he had just witnessed a fatal car crash of a family of five. It was really, really soul destroying. I still can't believe I got any. I can't believe I got that Felipe Anderson assist. It was. I actually didn't. Um, I wasn't watching the screen at that when that happened, and I actually thought it was it was off the corner, and so I thought it was a second assist for um, uh, what's his name, the fullback. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, Cresswell. And I was like, every every defender is going to get points in this game except for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> except for Declan Rice. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, that was a crazy header. Like, it was a header, like, right in the middle of the box. And Chicharito just, like, found – what a, what, a, what a great player he is. What a great – I mean, not, like, world – I mean, he's obviously world class, but, like, not, like, you know – A story. He's a story league, player. Exactly. Exactly. It was, a, it, was a, it was a goal scorer's goal. Yeah. All right, Huddersfield, uh, we're throwing you in the bin of of have a nice life. We'll uh, we'll see you in a couple years, maybe if you're lucky. I think this is it, Brandon. <laughs> wow, they're never yeah. coming back. They're never coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We got ten more teams to go. All right, Brandon, we got two weeks to go before game week thirty two kicks off. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be buying a new phone over the next two game weeks. And Brandon, when you get that new phone, you know, you have all the, the, the preset stuff on your phone. It's a bunch of crap, you know, things sure, you want to just sure. delete, you know, put, put it all into a folder. I was talking about the calculator app recently and I was like, yeah, I was like, I deleted that. I never used that. And they were like, I use calculator <laughs> app every single day. It's like, why would you do that? You just put it into Google. Google tells you, you do that. that's your calculator. Wait, 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 wait. Why would you, why would you even go through the effort to delete it? It's not like the calculator app is taking up, up a bunch of space on your phone. Just, I, it's just in a folder it. or something. It's like a folder of stuff I don't want, you know. But Brandon, that's to clear space that my homepage can have starting 11 just right at the top, top left corner of my homepage so that I'm ready Prime real to, estate. to create my team for Game Week 32, my perfect Saturday starting 11 team. Very excited about this. And you know, the beauty of a double Game Week, Brandon, is there like, what, like six different days where you're going to be able to play starting 11? Uh, you Absolutely. can play for free and for cash prizes. They've been doing cash giveaways on many of the weekends, the last few weekends. So it's just, it's absolutely free to play. And then it's, it's like a free roll. You know, you just try it out, see if it's for you, and then you can win some cash money as well. Cash money. Cash money. Cash moves everything <laughs> around us, Josh. Cream. <laughs> Like you say, uh, there are no budget restrictions with starting 11. Any day in which there are two or more Premier League matches, just pick your best 11-man squad. You can challenge your friends. You can join cash games that are already just there available when you 
boot up the app. Anyone who is a pitch length away from you or closer, you can just geo-target them and challenge them. So you can find people in the stadium that you're at or in the bar that you're at who are also playing yeah. starting Join 11. Join us at the Black look. Horse, do a little, a little starting 11, like uh, round robin of different people at the Black Horse. It's, it's very exciting stuff. So if you're on an iPhone, iOS Cash Games are now live in the UK, US, Canada, and Germany. Or if you're on an Android, Cash Games are live in the UK. Or yeah, just pick up the app and play for free wherever you are. Visit starting11.io for more details, helpful video tutorials on how to get the most out of the app. Or just visit Apple's App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app today. Josh, don't waste your money gambling on things that you don't understand. And there are many things that you don't understand. I know this, but you know oh, FBL. So yeah. Be smart, participate in a game that you do. You got it. You nailed it. That's perfectly said, Brandon. <laughs> nice, good snap. All right, All right, Brandon, we're back. Leicester City. It's a team. They're in 10th place. As I've said earlier this season, their their role is to be in 10th place. They should always be in 10th place. Like I like to, when, I think they if they're not winning season, the league, they should be in 10th place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like that would be I mean for so many of these teams who are not like in the the big 6 or big 4 or whatever. It's like if you just like or just 10 10 10 10 1 10 10 10 10 10. Like that's uh-huh. you kind of take that, right? Maybe maybe like throw on a cup win every now and then. That's like Sure. It's pretty good. If you're West Brom, you go 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, relegated. So, yeah, I, I think they would <laughs> yeah, take that. I think it was more like 14, 14, 14. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a steep drop off there for the baggies. It's true. All right. So, so yeah, Leicester City, uh, they're on 41 points. I think if you could categorize any team that to be on the beach, that narrative does get disrupted a little bit because Brendan Rodgers has yes. just come in and he's totally. trying to sort of build – a platform for next season players are yes. trying to make an impression as is Brendan Rodgers. So I, I think you can see things that would appeal here. The only downside is that Lester have no double game weeks. So you're yep. just kind of looking at the short term Bournemouth at home in 32, then Huddersfield away in game week 33. I hope upon hope that if you didn't free hit in 30, 31, that you brought in a Leicester player. I myself brought in James Madison. A lot of people brought in Jamie Vardy. And yep. like I like I was saying, my magical thinking about 31 and 33 being a double game week, I, I'm going to get another bite with James Madison. And I... I think he's one of those players that when you talk about who's trying to make an impression, who's Brendan Rodgers keying in on in terms of of building an attacking lineup, I think he's the guy. Well, it's very, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, you're sort of, uh, you're turning my head here a little bit. Um, Maybe I could go, I could go Felipe Anderson to Madison. That could be, that could be my move. That wouldn't be bad. Okay. What does Felipe Anderson cost? 7.2 million. Good Lord. (laughs) Yeah, what have you done for me lately? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One assist. Uh, All right. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think Madison's the way to go. Vardy, um, Vardy I like. He's he's pretty expensive. And, yeah, I mean, basically, like, when we're talking about Leicester, I'm only thinking about game week 33, as as I think you are, too. Um, I think, you know, from there, I mean, maybe, um, you know, the the problem is they've got a pretty tricky run out. You know, they... I mean, the, the next few fixtures are fine. I mean, you're not going to have them for 32 if you're free hitting. If you're not free hitting, then sure. I mean, you want to, you know, hold on to them for a little while because um, you'd have Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle in the next three. 
Um, even the West Ham game, 35 is not bad. Sure. Um, but then uh, Arsenal, City, Chelsea are their final three fixtures to close out the season. Um, and, you know, two of those three are at home. I mean, so it's not like a disaster if you have, if you still have Madison or Vardy or something like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you, if you have the luxury of, of still having a wild card to play with, I, I don't see, you know, I, I want I want to acknowledge that not everyone has the wild card and everyone's, you know, playing this way. But um, I do think it's probably other places to, to spend your money. Uh, I do want to shout out Yuri Tielemans, uh, sure. just by virtue of the fact that his name Tielemans sounds like a uh, small grocery store or a coffee shop that you might frequent uh, <laughs> yep. at three yep. o'clock in the afternoon on a, on a weekday. <laughs> hey, you want something? I'm going to Tielemans. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll yeah. get you a, a bag of chips. Um <laughs> But he he's also looked really promising and bright going yeah. forward. It's it's funny like he's he's stealing all of Harvey Barnes' shine over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Yeah, it's funny because it, on the one hand you're like, yeah, he's too expensive at six million, and then you're like, well, he's got a goal and three assists, and you know what? The last four game weeks, it's it's pretty impressive. So yeah, yeah, he's uh, probably found a little under the radar. That price is tricky though, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this, but Liverpool, like Liverpool, it giveth and Liverpool, boy, how it taketh away. Unless yes. you're Sadio Mane, um, it was all bad news in game week 31. We were both doubled yes. up on Liverpool defense. That was bad news. Uh, yeah, can I ask you something? Okay. Did you think it was insane the way people were blaming Allison for that goal being conceded? No, I didn't. I think it was quite – Virgil van Dijk was waving Allison on like the moment that that ball was in the air. He was like, please come solve this problem. This is a problem. I just think it was it was, it was raining. It was – I mean, really, I just think it was – I was all James Milner's fault in my opinion. It was just a horrible shank from James Milner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, yes. It was so but, bad that it threw yeah. everybody off. Like nobody – you know, it was like a, it was like he was trying to score an own goal from midfield. It was It was insane. Allison can use his hands, though. He can solve that problem. I, I think I think you're right that James – obviously the problem began with and was created by James Milner. We won't let him get mm-hmm. away with this. But <laughs> Allison, Allison, come on. Just just grab the ball with your hands. Yeah, I, I know, Allison. His, yeah, his, his aim was not true in that one. That was, that was, that was – <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, and then – fell right to babble that was just that was that was so okay it was, hey, yeah, i have yeah. you you have you had something you had to get off your chest there i have something i have to get off my chest so babel makes this ludicrous uh display of not celebrating the goal meanwhile his hair is red he, <laughs> by virtue of his head he is celebrating that goal uh, like, what did Liverpool do club? for him like like why why is he like He's like not celebrating. Like, did he even like play like a minute for them? Like in the in the Premier League itself? Like, why is he not? So it was it's the silliest non celebration we've seen in some time. It was the best. The best. The best joke that came out of that was I was in some uh, Fulham fan forums and they were complaining about how the club sold all these uh, tickets to Liverpool supporters or non club members. Yeah. Uh, so there were Liverpool fans seated in the the home ends and they were complaining about how no one was celebrating the Babel goal because they were all Liverpool fans. And mm-hmm. then somebody made the point, well, Babel didn't celebrate it either. So it was like a, a goal that no one was celebrating in that entire stadium. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I guess, okay, he has played for Liverpool. I mean, God, I don't even remember this now. Like, I barely remember. But yeah, it was his last minutes for Liverpool were in 2011. I feel like eight years. That's like... Two presidential terms, like that's you're allowed to celebrate a goal. Like, give me a break. 
you know, give so, it yes, up, Babel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a, we've got a, a few comments here. Well, the first one comes from Savage Monks. Hail Cheaters, should we triple up on Liverpool assets considering the fact that they don't have any double game weeks? And also a good friend, Uppercut Panda, asks, do we keep Mane even though he's up against Spurs and doesn't have a double game week? So this really is the the bane of every hyper FPL strategy's existence where as soon as double game weeks come to the front of the discussion, you start to ignore all of these really great assets who just have single game weeks. And inevitably it's been spurs in years past. They will come to haunt us because we ignore them. Yeah. It's a really tricky consideration. It's, it's one that is easy to forget about right now because, uh, you know, you, they play Spurs in 32, and even though it's a home match, their players are so expensive, it's kind of easy just to cut all of them, right? Yep. Um, I don't think I'm going to have a single Liverpool player in 32. Uh, and then you get to have three again in 33, right? Because you probably still have – you had three from from the game week before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then in Double 34 when you – yeah, yeah. And in 34, um, you, you'll be wild carding. They play Chelsea at home. Maybe you keep one, you know, um, but like they don't have a double game week and there's a lot of teams that are very good that do have doubles. I mean, you know, in 35 uh, Spurs will have a double. Man United will have a double. Man City will have a double. Uh, your beloved Brighton will have a double. Um, you know, Watford is going to have a double. It's just, you know, there's a lot, a lot of like a lot of like teams that like have players that you, you know, you'd want. Maybe not Watford, but like, you know, players you'd want who have doubles and um, you know, Arsenal are going to have a double. So, I mean, it's it's going to be hard to hold on to their players, but it is a way to cart it. It's like a pretty easy fixture. Uh, mm-hmm. And they play Huddersfield at home in game like 36, and you'd, you'd want someone for that too. I mean, there's a possible triple captaincy option there for for someone like, you know, Salah or Mane, yeah. um, you know, if Salah ever rediscovers his form, you know. So it's, uh, it's, it's a tricky one for sure. So where are we with the Mane versus Salah? If Mane's performance um, against Fulham didn't convince you that he's the player to have over yeah. Salah, then you're a fool, I suppose. Yeah, um, Salah's done. It's over. I mean, yeah, you know, you right. shouldn't have Salah. Uh, if you don't have a wild card to play with or free hit ship, um, you should be getting rid of him. I mean, that's yeah. just all there is to it. He's a 13.5 million player who has like two assists, you know, in the last. Like, okay, yeah. let's, let's like, what are, well, how, I haven't actually like looked at this because I'm too scared to, but let's see. He's got, so he last scored. He has one goal in the last eight game weeks and one assist. One, one goal and one assist, and yeah, one yeah. goal and one assist in the last eight game weeks. Um, and he like basically dominates your whole team, right? You can't make moves yeah. because you have Sal in your squad. Yeah, uh, easy player to get rid of, in my opinion. Yeah. So the way I'm looking at it is, come Huddersfield in game week 36, I think the trick will be to see how I can fit a Liverpool defender back into my lineup because I do like that run in. And if Liverpool excel at anything this season, it's defending. So Virgil van Dyke at 6.6 mil, I think my eyes will be on him uh, after I've played my wild card. The challenge will be to the rest of the league, to the players like Sterling and Aguero and Kane can they play well enough to keep Liverpool midfielders out of my mind for the end of of the uh, of the season? Because I yeah. think I can I can see it playing out to where I I I don't need any Liverpool attackers for the rest of the season. If they their attack continues to be kind of as anemic as it is, then I can live without them. 
Yeah. Yeah. In reference to Uppercut Panda's question about whether you'd, you know, if, if you didn't have a free hit, um, would you hold on to Mane for game week 32? I'd be very tempted to. I really would. Um, I would, um, even if I had, you know, yeah, I mean, is he really, I mean, first of all, like Spurs' defense has not been good. It's not looked good at all um, for many, many game weeks now. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I wouldn't burn points to, to bring him out. That's for that definitely for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's completely reasonable to roll with Mane, even with a, with a single, with all the other doubles. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's Liverpool. Do we need to really touch on anything else here in our uh, with regard to our power ranking? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's a uh, you keep hoping they'll be better. You know, like yeah. especially on the road. It's just it's not. It's I guess it keeps working, you know, it's like they, they barely beat Fulham. They barely beat Huddersfield in these road matches. And I guess that's the plan. I don't know. The plan is to like squeeze these road matches out. And I don't know. It's, they are temporarily top of the table. I mean, Man City had a game in hand. It's such a weird story. Last season, Liverpool are just like scorching hot fire and they didn't even come close to first place. I mean, I guess they finished first in the forum table in the calendar year of, 2018 but yeah. uh yeah they're just kind of squeaking by to number one right now all right yeah that's uh, weird. The, yeah uh manchester city currently in second place uh 74 points and they're running on a lot of different fronts right now which we have to take into <laughs> consideration uh, yeah. like liverpool still in champions league they're playing away uh at spurs uh april 9th that's when their first leg of that uh that tie happens also still in the fa cup they'll f- face brighton uh, the week bef- the weekend before that Champions League fixture. Yep. And uh, likelihood of a really tantalizing double in uh, game week 32 with Fulham yep. and Cardiff yet to be confirmed, but basically confirmed. So we're going to be eyeing a triple up on Man City for 32. And then in 35, the likely double is going to be home spurs away at Old Trafford for a Manchester Derby. What do you think about that run? I mean, it's it's... It's kind of front loaded where I'm pretty excited about my free hit and I have some curiosities about my wild card. Well, I guess the advantage of them having two tough fixtures in 35 is they have to play a strong team in those matches. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and they're definitely going to, you know, I mean, any match they play at home, they're going to score a couple at least. So uh, and then you just have to wonder if they can score a goal or two away to Man United and I would expect them to, you know, so. So that 35 is fine. I mean, my, my feeling about 32 is, okay, I'm just going to tell you straight up, I'm going to have Laporte, Sterling, and Aguero. I'm going to have those okay. three, and that's all there is to it. And I honestly don't care if one of them does, just doesn't even play in one of them. I'm not going to worry about it because I would, <laughs> I, would want one of, I would want all three of those players, especially Sterling and Aguero, for even one of those fixtures. And if they play in mm-hmm. both, then it's just a bonus. You know, it's like... Who cares? Like you're going to get Aguero at home to Cardiff or a way to Fulham. Like he's not yeah. going to not start in either of those two, you know, coming weird. out of the break. So, I mean, you know, and, and same with Sterling for that matter, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, Sterling's going to play for England. I'm not sure if Aguero is, I don't think Aguero is played for, is he just done with Argentina? Like, is he, 
Is he still like with the squad? I feel like he hasn't called he, up at all the last six I months. I think he FaceTimes face during training. That's that's how I think he approaches <laughs> it's it. It's like talking to his, it's like when we have our daughter talk to his grandma. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think there's no reason to complicate matters when you're looking at your team with Manchester City. Aguero and Sterling nailed on. There's no real reason to try and fit in some sort of differential that's not going to work, be it Bernardo Silva or David Silva or... Um, even if I anybody else, so it's Aguero, Sterling, and a defender. I'm leaning toward Ederson myself, but it's kind of six one half dozen of the other. Yeah. Uh, by the way, confirmed Aguero uh, does not uh, is not playing for Argentina. I just looked we've, up as you were talking. We've got a confirmation. Uh, yeah. Higuain is showing up in his dad jeans, asking where he where his locker is. Is that what's still going on? <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> what a, we're going to look back at the Higuain half a year and just laugh, aren't we? Like what a, what a he scored what, what, like one goal against Fulham and two against Huddersfield, like the sum total of his accomplishments. Yeah, I, mean, we, just, I feel like we've seen him, uh, face more demons on the pitch than have goal scoring opportunities. <laughs> he so. just stands there like a statue with no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't seem like he's ever talked to anybody on that team before. He's like, <laughs> it's wow, just, everything's just moving so fast. This is, yeah, and this is like really ball, incredible. Ball comes his way. He plays like he and I would play for that. Like, uh, makes like a half hearted, like he kind of looks around at it and he's like, ah, oh, shoot, I missed my chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's such well, a waste. Uh, I like, hope I get closer <laughs> next time. Yeah, maybe like Giroud scoring like three goals like every match he plays. <laughs> uh, it's just such a silly situation. Um, yeah, I, so I, I can understand having Ederson over Laporte. Um, I, I mean, Laporte did, rewarded you so much in that last double game week too. He did. But, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, the goal, the goal threat. Uh, here's the here's the debate: is is Laporte's goal threat? Equaled by Ederson's assist threat. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's it's like it's neck and neck for sure. It's what, two to one like that? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's right. It's a debate. It kind of just depends on how your team shakes out, whether you have room for the city goalkeeper or Laporte. I, I yeah, Laporte's goal threat is is pretty compelling. Yeah. They're about the, they're about the same price, aren't they? I feel like they're about the same price. Well, Laporte is. Uh, 5.9 Ederson is 5.6. So, you know, that, that 0.3 might make a difference depending on how your team shakes out. So I, I think yeah. they're both fine. That's a coin flip. Either one would be fine. Yeah. All right. The other Manchester team, Manchester United, currently in fifth place in a dogfight for top four. Also in the Champions League still, and they're playing Barcelona on April 10th. No big deal there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the big debate here game. is how do you attack Manchester United for game week 32? Paul yep. Pogba has, has struggled recently in terms of FPL form. And we have a couple questions about United's uh, defense. Mateus mm-hmm. Knudsen asks United defense, yay, nay. And also Robert Barlow, specifically on Luke Shaw. Talk yeah. to us about the 10 bookings rule. Luke Shaw's on nine. Do we know if there's amnesty mm. yet or if uh, he's likely to be a Shar or a Bennett? So just quick point on the yellow card suspension rule. Luke Shaw just has to make it uh, to th- through the next game week uh, without getting his 10th yellow card. Is that and then right? he has till wow, the rest of the a- season. That is yeah. so tense. Yep. Wow. Just one match. So not even game, not even all of game week 32, just the first match of that game week. 
Yeah, it's through April 1st, I think, is the cutoff. So you okay. could you could see a situation where he could get a yellow card in the first match of Game Week 32, and then you'd miss him for the second. So if you're, <laughs> if, if you're looking so at Manchester annoying. United yeah. defense, and we could talk about this, I think, you know, the, yeah. the divining rod starts to point to Lindelof there at yeah. 5.1. And, you know, I, I just don't, Luke Shaw's attacking threat is pretty is pretty interesting. He looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just don't want to take I I don't want to level yeah. that risk to my FPL team. One goal and three assists on the season for Luke Shaw too. I mean, it's it's actually the Lindelof is barely worse. He's got one goal and one assist. And yeah, I I like the idea of having Man United defender for the for this double game week. Um, uh, you know, I think Paul Pog was a great option. I, I think he's a kind of a perfect vice captain option too. I think he's definitely somebody I'd consider for that. Um. I think uh, I'm not really I don't really get the Rashford love like a lot of people are talking about him for the double. And I mean, I just what like are we I it's like how I feel about Hazard. I'm just like, are we watching the same games? Like this guy like has done nothing since Lukaku has been central. I mean, I guess it depends on whether Lukaku is is back. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if he's if he doesn't play, then uh, then Rashford is a. Uh, you know, going to play in the, uh, you know, the, the forward role, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah. they kind of both are already, it's like a four, four, two. Right. So I don't know. It's just a, I, I'm not, are you, are you feeling the Rashford thing? Are you, is he in your free hit chip squad He's, right now? Yeah. Rashford is currently in my free hit squad and you know, I don't, and that's more for budgetary reasons and I don't feel awesome about it, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. And Lukaku has not really helped anyone on this Manchester United team achieve the great levels that they were reaching before Lukaku was back fit again, including yeah. Pogba. But Rashford is, you know, he's still out there and scoring goals. He's, he scored a very cosmetic goal against Wolves in the FA Cup quarterfinal match. He's still yeah. out there doing his thing. So it's not like I don't see Rashford as a player that's playing bad. I just see Rashford being impacted slightly by a change in system. So, yeah. you know, and, and that is that is a problem that has to be considered. I I don't disagree with you totally, yeah. but I think if you have a hole big enough to, to slot Rashford in, it's, I'd consider yeah. it. Obviously I am considering it. I, I guess. Yeah. And it sort of depends on what your squad. Like we'll talk about this a lot more in, uh, in the part two of, of our podcast, but um, I think there's a real, it's kind of Hazard versus Kane is a real question, I think. Um, and if you don't go Hazard. I think you probably have the money to go Kane. And then I, I do think I prefer Kane in that Rashford role. So um, yeah, just that's know, a good point. To, yeah. Want to talk about more later, I guess. Yeah. And and that's something I haven't reckoned with just yet. And I guess we'll be talking about Harry Kane in a, in a brief moment here, but I haven't tried to fit Kane into my free hit squad just yet. So I suspect once I do that, my current team is going to be scattered to the wind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't mean to like totally just dismisses our entirely. I mean, I don't want to go back. Let's, 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 let's move forward. Um, all right. So, uh, Newcastle, uh, they are in 13th place, 35 points, 13 place seems kind of perfect based on their season so far. That's they they are a 13th place yeah. kind of team, right? Yeah. Uh, recover from the shaky start, still have good fixtures, but again, they're in this, this Bournemouth Burnley category where it's like, they're not going to be a big fantasy team for us for the next few game weeks, right? Like, yeah, you know, they play Arsenal away in 32. They play Palace at home in 33. It's a great fixture. And I don't, I don't actually have any Newcastle coverage right now. And I think I could really, I could, that, that game week could hurt me. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but, but after that, I feel like I'm 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 done with them, right? I'm not going to have them 34, 35, anything like that. Yeah, and don't be sucked in by their game week thirty eight fixture against Fulham. I mean, that's a classic match in which in which Fulham will be, you know roundly relegated and but they will be in front of their home fans and sometimes you can see yep. uh, uh teams like that really put on a show for their home fans in a futile yeah, way that's that's true it's a, a little bit of like huddersfield where they're just like they're just down now so like maybe the the pressure's off a little bit yeah uh all right brad let's move right on to southampton uh kind of an interesting team the 16th place but i don't think anyone really worries about them going down anymore um they've got a pretty pretty i don't know like a fairly easy end to the season um and they have two double game weeks uh they will be playing um let's see probably double game week at 32 and in 34 i think it's like brighton and watford it's not it's not totally determined who they're going to play yet so i yeah um, i think that it may be that they only have one double game week and it could be in 32 or 35 that's right when it gets rescheduled clarifying that yep yeah but but that said whether it's 32 or 35 it's brighton watford or new newcastle watford and you know you you would you would maybe favor a Southampton defender there. I mean, Valerie at 4.0, he's shown some ability to score goals and be attacking. And that's super yep. cheap for a starting defender. Uh, yeah, I think Valerie's kind of taken Bednarek's place as the value defender to have here. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Can I talk you into James Ward Prowse? Well, sure. I mean, we, we he probably deserves more credit than, uh, than he's gotten on the pot. I mean, shout out to front of the podcast stephanie anderson who brought him in uh before his goal in game week 30 um well so done, yeah I mean, he scored uh was it four or four matches in a row now uh three matches in a row but six six times in the last nine matches. I, I don't think we said like word one about pros and he scored six times in the last nine matches in the season he's got 13 bonus points um i mean all six of his goals in the season have come in the last nine yeah. so uh yeah i mean it seems like hoisen is it seems like where were all these players when Mark Hughes was here? It's like it's like <laughs> Bednarek and some and might Ward say Prost. Mark Hughes didn't have a clue. It's I, I some way yeah you might have to I'm not saying but I'm just saying you know it's kind of um, so yeah I think there's some options I mean like you said there's some really cheap players I mean they're kind of especially if they have a while like I mean 32 I don't know if I'm going to have any. Southampton players, but for that for that thirty four wild card, if they end up, if that ends up being Newcastle and Watford as a double for them, probably does make sense to have someone like Ward Prowse, doesn't it? I mean, just yeah. uh, mm-hmm. cheap double game week. You just need one goal from him. He's five point one million. It doesn't cost you anything. Yep. You know, and uh, yeah, given his form, it does seem like that's a reasonable shout. Yeah. All right. So Spurs, as we mentioned, they're going to be in their new stadium midway through the double game week against Crystal Palace, currently sitting third place in the table with 61 points. Also in the Champions League. So many English teams. So impressive. Yep. Yep. And they're facing Man City uh, 4-9. So uh, I've marked two players here that we need to keep our eye on. The first one is Harry Kane. Sure. Uh, his very famous player. Yeah, very famous. The second player for Spurs that we should flag is a lesser known player, Kevin Kane. Mm. Um, yeah, Harry Kane's evil twin brother. <laughs> I really see, see no reason to. Uh, I mean, Harry Kane is priced high enough uh, to encompass a, a, a Spurs triple up. So why have anyone mm-hmm. else? 
part of me wanted to put Danny Rose on my players to watch for Spurs, but the fact that they're yeah. they're gonna gonna be going for this uh, this Champions League tie against Man City and mm-hmm. Pochettino's penchant for rotating his fullbacks. Yeah. Even though I like the look of Danny Rose right now, I just don't want to take that gamble. Harry Kane or bust for me. Yeah, it's a. Yep, I I agree. I mean, it's amazing that Sun has gone from uh, must own to like also ran you know so quickly. I mean, I, I I I don't think he's going. He's getting called up for for South Korea, is he for the internationals? And so maybe he'll finally get some rest. I don't want to dismiss him entirely, especially now that his price is down to eight point six million. Ownership is down to fifteen percent. They have some excellent fixtures coming up, right? I mean, you know, that's just you're right. I mean, the, the problem is they play Man City in the Champions League, and it's just you know Harry Kane, you know, ha, has hasn't logged as many match minutes as some of his teammates this year, so he seems like the one lock. And I, I do agree. I mean, Son is always you know, prone to the occasional rest. I mean, the thing is, you know, the first match of that home stadium, I've got to imagine they're going to roll out their best possible squad. You know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think you roll out a team of, uh, of substitutes. You know, you don't roll out your, your Lucas Morris for that match. Walker you know? Peters up front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What an amazing, that is, is that going to be the weirdest stat of the season that Walker Peters scored 18 of his 20 points in the season in one game week uh, with a, with a well, trio of assists. It's so bizarre. It's, he's, he's, he's good company with Carlin Grant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Carlin Grant thing was amazing. Car- didn't he almost have a hat trick too? Didn't Grant like just miss a a, a goal at the end there? Was, we yeah, are we are crazy. living in the age of Grant right now. <laughs> I, I only recognize two athletes: Horace Grant and Carlin Grant. Uh, defenders for Spurs, um, we don't even need to talk about them, right? There's no one you'd want, no one you'd consider. Yeah, no, no, they're too expensive. No. Too exp- too expensive, but yeah, ob- obviously it's kind of exciting that Spurs will come back into our thoughts after I feel like they've been absent for so long while well, we've been planning for these blanks. So it, it'll be fun to have Kane back in, in the discussion. He he adds a little juice. He does add a little juice, and he's he's a fun. He's just a yeah. He's a fun player to have in your team because he's he's just a guy who scores goal. I mean, like he is to me like a, the perfect captain for a double game week because he just. He just scores, and it kind of doesn't matter where he is. And I, I'm, I would definitely consider captaining him in game week 32. Um, maybe he blanks in that Liverpool match, but that Crystal Palace match could be so good that it kind of makes up for it. Um, so all right, Brandon, we got three more teams, three more teams to go. Uh, first of these three teams is Watford. I have only had a Watford player on my team for I think one, one actual game week this season. I had <laughs> Kiko Feminia for one match, and it didn't work out. And that was it. I haven't had any fun with with Watford this year. I'm glad they're doing well. I can't believe they're in eighth place. Um, looks like that that Watford swoon is not going to happen this year. Um, they are in the semifinals of the FA Cup, and so I think the the concern and they they did rest a bunch of players, you know, before the um, uh, before the Man City match, and so you do wonder if. You know, is is there some risk in bringing in Watford players because they might get rested before their semifinal with uh, with Wolves? I think that has to be a very serious consideration. Yeah, I kind of wish Watford was playing Man City so they could get their asses beaten that they'd definitely be out, and then I could just go, uh, you know, 
take a flyer on Troy Deeney uh, ahead of the sure. the possible double in game week 35 because they could have Huddersfield Fulham for a double in 35 which would be absolutely electric and then yeah. I would I would weirdly be advocating for somebody like Troy Deeney and that sure. would be hilarious and awesome I mean Del if they play Huddersfield and Fulham in 35 that is a you you've got to have a Watford player, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah, it's crazy. Like you you might have to have two. Like it's you might have to load up on Watford. You know, it wouldn't yeah. it would not be unreasonable. And their their final run out is not bad either. I mean, so you load up on them, and then you've got Wolves in thirty six, West Ham in thirty eight, uh, way to Chelsea in thirty seven. But Chelsea maybe like in that like sixth place limbo by them where they're trying to lose so much they don't have to play in the Europa League next year. Yes. Yeah. So it's a uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah, but it, it'll be interesting to see how that Wolves Watford uh, FA Cup match shakes out, and it kind of all hinges on that. Yeah. All right. Have uh, you had any Watford players this year? Uh, um, do you have Britos at one point? I did have Britos, and it seems like every time I bring in a Watford defender, like everyone, it blows up in your face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So <laughs> either they get a red card, or they get injured, mm-hmm. or or something. Yep. So yep. I mean, something I, always goes wrong. I've certainly admired them this season, but it's just never come to be. They're cheap. Uh, they will. They will be a team to reckon with in fantasy. Um, you know, in the, in the in the weeks to come, uh, but not not quite yet, I suppose. Uh, all right, uh, West Ham. Uh, they are in ninth place. Wait, what? Ninth place? That seems high. <laughs> it, yeah, it, like like Bournemouth seeming too low. West Ham in ninth place, much, much, much too high for what could be the flakiest team in the division right now. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we can categorize them in the, the, what we've been talking about recently of it's, it's kind of over for them with no more doubles yep. and their yep. assets really not ranking too high on our list to advocate for them. And then they've got, uh, Everton, Chelsea United coming up. It's, it's not terribly appealing right now to be a West Ham player. No, it's not. Uh, I will, you know, hold on to my two players for 33. I probably won't start Declan Rice away to Chelsea if I can avoid it. Uh, And then they're gone. And I won't have a single player from West Ham the rest of the season. So congrats to you and your inexplicable ninth place. And uh, see you in the the 2019-20 season, West Ham. All right, one team team left here. Uh, Wolves, they are seventh. They they deserved seventh. Um, They've been possibly the single most fun team to watch this year um, outside of, you know, the top, the top six teams and maybe even including most of them. Um, they are, they, so they are in the FA cup. Um, again, I guess the concerns you'd have about Watford, you'd have about wolves as well. You know, they might rest a little bit. I, I suppose him and as there's a, there is a little bit of rest concern there. I hadn't actually even thought about that until just now, but, um, I, you know, I'm going to roll with them anyway. Cause I just, I just love their run out to end the season. Yeah, FPL Ant on our Slack asked that question. Am I dismissing Wolves because they might prioritize the cup? Is this a mistake? And a player like Jimenez is is the player that you have to talk about, where he's been among the more electric, attacking, value players this entire season. And it feels right. a shame to just dismiss him for fear of rotation. Yeah. I mean, I, I do... Is- I have to apologize yeah. to Alex Suarez if he's listening. I was very dismissive of his free hit team that he posted on the on the RMT channel because I said it's invalid. It doesn't have humanness. <laughs> well, I mean the the thing is the the fixture right before their semi semifinal match is a home match to Man United, and I, I just don't see I, I don't see him being rested for that. You know, 
I, I maybe he gets rested for the Burnley match before that, but then uh, that doesn't really seem like that's that's necessary, you know, like coming yeah. out of an international break. So I think he probably plays in those three. I mean, I guess if anything, you might be worried about game week thirty four, uh, where they play Southampton. But even then, I mean, I still, I, you know, I like their I like their fixtures in thirty five. You know, they Brighton and Arsenal. Um, and then, you know, 36 through 38, they play Watford, Fulham, and then Liverpool. Liverpool away in 38, that's not a great fixture. But other than that, it's it's a pretty good run-in. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there, there is some concern, but there's so much good here to to look at and to focus on. And, you know, don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And, yeah. Yo- and Jota at 6.1, I think if, I don't know, doubling up on Wolves might be a little too rich considering what we've just talked about. Um, but maybe that's an interesting yeah. way to, to cover yourself if you don't think both Jimenez and Jota will get rested in the same match. He's had a great second half of the season, Jota. I mean, he's really, like, he's, he's, he's made become up for the time. player. Yeah, I mean, in the end, he's, he's on six goals and seven assists on the season with, you know, well, they, they, have, they have a game to play still. So he's got eight weeks to go. I mean, he could finish on, it's been like 10 goals and 10 assists on the season, which is for a debut season is pretty spectacular, you know, it's yeah, really, yeah. you know, just, he just started so, so poorly. Um, Brandon, that is it. We, uh, it, that took us what, about 30 minutes. That's pretty fast to go through all, uh, all 20 teams. I'm not looking at the clock right now, but put five lightning round questions together and that's how long it took <laughs> us. I think, uh, yeah, fantastic. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's sign off. Of course, as you said, we're going to be back, uh, later in the week or this weekend with, uh, proper game week 32 preview and we'll reveal what mm-hmm. uh, how our free hit 32 teams are, are shaping up but until then uh we'll thank our producers now josh do you want to thank the producers? i i would love to uh mike DePietro, steven toomey sam streak carl rasmus laney granley Chris Howell, Rafay Khan, uh, go Vols, by the way, Chris Howell, even though you were teasing me about us being in Duke's bracket, Martin Savage, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T., Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, DeBate Gaffer, Danny Evans, Babas Kuhn, Tor Ferland, Hoosby Berkeley Dreams, that's a good one, uh, Ben Grant, James Holland, Matt Ritter, and Oyvind Anderson. Uh, congrats to... Uh, <laughs> not congrats thank you <laughs> i was gonna say well, congrats for being our patrons thank you for being the uh for supporting the podcast i think uh, we can congratulate so, them for being in great company because they're all wonderful yeah, producers it's true congratulate, congratulate their good taste and thank you to everyone who supports the podcast on patreon if you would like to support the podcast visit patreon.com slash always cheating and as i mentioned at the top of the podcast we have a couple of uh patreon exclusive pods coming later this week or over the over, over the next two weeks anyway let's say yeah, and uh, subscribe to the podcast where you can get it for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, wherever it is that you subscribe to find podcasts. And if you're on iTunes or anywhere else, feel free to give us a five-star review. That does help us achieve two million listens at some point <laughs> down, right. down, down, the, down the way. Follow us on Twitter, at Hail Cheaters. Instagram, we're at Hail Cheaters. Facebook.com slash Always Cheating. Send us an email, hailcheaters at gmail.com. For all this information and more, just pay us a visit to our website, alwayscheating.com. That's right. All right, Brandon. I will be back next week, and I will have a free hit team to share with you. I'm excited about it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go Michigan State, too. Come on, everybody. It's for our Spartans. (laughs) I'll be back, too, if anyone was wondering. 
<laughs> you you went there too. We're watching together. It's gonna be exciting. <laughs> All right. Hail Poku. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.